we're live all right uh welcome to the deep in the woods podcast and uh this is technically a bonus episode so it's going to uh, not start with a fancy introduction or anything um but it's unique in the fact that we have a couple extra guests so i have um dan valero who's episode one of the deep in the woods pack podcast i have ryan cherry who is episode two I have Ryan Tomlinson, who was episode three, and I have Kate Curtis, who was episode four. So today what we're going to do is kind of go back and look at where we came from, and then we're going to look about where we're heading with the podcast. And you all were essential in terms of helping me get this started in some way, uh, whether it be ideas that you help me work with, uh, audio work, some inspiration from your own podcast, Kate. Ryan, you and I have talked about various ideas over the past. Hamilton, I'm going to, you know, to help out, I'm going to call you Ryan C, <laughs> Ryan for Jerry, and then Ryan T for Ryan Tomlinson, so yeah. that everyone who knows can tell the difference. But Ryan T, you and I have always had ideas, but, you know, you actually came up with the idea of this episode during the podcast or at the end of your episode. You said, why don't we help bring somebody back together at the end and do a bonus episode so he gets 50 percent of all profits that's yeah, right the royalties like yeah everybody gets a little <laughs> bit so we'll break it up at the end um but i'll just say thank you all for being here this is a great chance to kind of rehash and talk through what helped start this uh and then talk about your ideas and helping us go forward um before we get into talking each individually about your episodes and how they connected, um, I do want to say this episode is going to have its own word. We always have to have a word to kind of to hold everything around. Sponsorship? Yeah, word. so this episode is sponsored by <laughs> Crossroads. No, that's actually the word we're going to use. It's Crossroads, not the Bone Thug song, just the word. And um, the reason why is because I want to take all of your episodes and see how they connect how they cross over and then also talk about where the past part of this ep this podcast was and where it's going how those things cross over today in the present moment um and one or two final things before we jump into each of your episodes um this is january one of my favorite times of year is the new year um i brought up john green before in the past but he has an amazing episode on his podcast called anthropocene reviewed it's also a book um, and he talks about the song Auld Lang Syne. It brings up the history of that song. Um, it talks about uh, his the significance to him. But I wanted to bring up a little quote because I felt it connected and to what we're doing today. It is the lyrics that most people don't know of that song. They don't get sung often. It's older lyrics. It says... We too have run about the hills and pulled the daisies fine, but we've wandered many a weary foot since old Lang Syne. We too have paddled in the brook from morning sun till dinner time, but seas between us broad have roared since old Lang Syne. Really saying, you know, people disconnect, they go far off at some point. And that was kind of a song that reminisces of things in the past. And uh, but sometimes they often connect back again and as a crossroads. So that's why I wanted to bring that up. And one final thing in his podcast, um, he brings up a lady named um, Amy Cross Rosenthal. She's a writer. She passed away. Um, she wrote many different types of uh, works, including children's books. And the book I want to read from today is called Cookies. And uh, she brings up specific words that connect to cookies. 
And I think for kids, it's a great connection. Um, but I wanted to read one little part from it because it's also going to have some significance. Um, it says, honest means I have to tell you something. The butterfly didn't really take the cookie. I took the cookie. Courageous means it was not easy for me to tell you that I took the cookie, but I took a deep breath and I made the words come out. And I bring that up because over the next year, I'm going to do something I haven't done in the past. And that's try to reach out to more people that I haven't um, to really let those words come out in various ways outside of just my small group of people, but just really to use my creativity and expression to send it out to more people in the world and be okay with that. There's always been a little bit of worry of judgment. I think everybody feels that way, right? That yep. you feel if I create something and I send it out, it's going to have some kind of judgment. And Ryan C, we actually talked about that on your episode. Yep. How if you take a painting, you don't want to put it in a closet for no one to see. You do want others to see it, but there's also that fear of judgment. Yep. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where I'll stop for my intro. Um, we're going to actually look back at each of your episodes real quick and talk about anything you wanted to add and then possibly um, your next step. Like, did you do those things? Where do you feel like you are in that process? So we're going to start with Dan. So your episode was about memory. And um, I'm just going to let you jump in. Do you feel like there's anything you would have added since you were the very first episode almost a year ago? So jump right in. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a great conversation. I mean, they were all great conversations. And I mean, you have to be credited for the way that you set them up and the questions that you asked and the way you kind of like moderated us to get the best out of us. You know, I'm, sure. that, that's I think that, that's largely you. Um, I was thinking about uh, something I made reference to uh, in our conversation. I don't know if you recall, but we were discussing what happened in Forsyth County mm -hmm. in 1912 when the white population of Forsyth County forcibly evicted the entire African-American population. I think it was like 1,100 or 1,200 people were forced to leave their homes, their farms, and their businesses. And I was thinking that um, it's really important that we remember that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and what, what got me thinking about it was I was remembering what I was doing two years ago on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter anymore. I, <laughs> I jumped ship um, a, a year ago. But two years ago, I was doing something that I don't normally do on social media, which is like advocating for something or against something. And I was um, really strongly pushing against uh, Senate Bill 377, which is the so-called divisive concepts bill. And that's the bill that wants where the, you know, the state wants to be able to control what's taught in, in, in schools mm. in, in the state of Georgia. And I think it's really important that we fight back against that kind of thing because history matters. Yes. And it's important that we remember that, um, these terrible things happen, not in an abstract sense in the U S they happen right on the soil and the land that we occupy and that doesn't mean we have to feel bad about it or guilty, but we do have an obligation to not be dumbasses about it, too. We have an obligation to remember clearly what happened and to be able to articulate it and teach it in our schools. So anyway, that's it, actually something to real quick that going to the Versailles County, they recently I think it was 
three years ago put up a sign in the square finally recognizing that. Yes, I remember reading. reading yeah, yeah, and talking about the lynchings to it. And then you have not far down the street, the lynching that took place. I can't remember. I teach. Oh, my God, I teach her. Um, I taught three years ago talking about the, the Jewish man that got hung here in the square. Hmm. Um, that was the factory owner. Wow. That was the factory owner. We don't really heavily go in. No, he's in the factory. He was the ship manager. It was a, a white girl got killed. Um, while on um, side, and ultimately they decided, okay, it was he was. Oh, you know, it was they were angry at the the facility itself. For, I think it was like a pencil factory or something like that. And he, this thirteen or fourteen year old girl was going to justify trying to go get you know make some more money or make to get her paycheck that she'd been wrong not given. Yeah, I'm totally butchering this. Um, but she goes and all of a sudden she's found dead. And at first they try to throw it on the janitor. And then they try to throw it on someone else. And then ultimately they go back to the shift leader who was a Jewish man. And essentially he goes to Milledgeville. They take him to prison in Milledgeville. And then they, the crowd gets so upset because they want this to be like done. It was his fault. They're trying to blame it on him. And had, they believe they have enough evidence. They break him out from the Milledgeville prison, bring him back here to the square and hang him in the square. Wow. And we don't what talk year, about it. What year was that? That's my question. Yeah. yeah. Was that? Oh my gosh, this is in the 19. Look it up real quick. No, you go ahead and talk about it. It's in the 19. It's in the, I want to say, it's in the antebellum time. So, oh my gosh, I can't think. But no, history. We don't even like people, we don't even get to talk about that stuff that happened right here in Versailles yeah, County. Right. We, we ignore about it. They had uh, marching up into the 1990s, a white Christmas. By white Christmas, I mean the KKK. March through the square in and up into the early late eighties, early nineties. Nineteen fifteen. Nineteen fifteen. Uh, what was his name? It's um, his name was uh Frank Leo Frank. And it was the woman was name was Mary Fagan. Yep, Mary Fagan. That's it. Bad yeah. history was up in our own backyards we don't discuss about because we we filter our education so strong. Mm-hmm. And it's a nationalistic perspective. Right. Man, I should probably back off there because man i can get, i get really angry and get really frustrated with that <laughs> you're a social studies teacher social too, studies so teacher. that kind of goes and we talked about that in your podcast too about how yeah. you mentioned the term that was three sides to a coin three sides to a right? coin. Okay. there's three sides to a coin. there's always different perspectives that can yeah. be taken for all things so um do you want to go with your next step we'll jump there do you feel like your next step if i recall right correct me if i'm wrong was about writing more do you want to kind of fill us in on since then like do you feel like you've done a lot more writing? I know we've actually been talking about writing yeah. poetry. Um, go ahead and let you jump in. Well, you know, a lot of my writing is memoir. So it's connected to memory, mm-hmm. trying to remember things clearly um, in the first person. Writing in the first person. And, you know, I've, continu- I've continued to do that, that work. And I have two book manuscripts that I'm trying to get ready for publication. And one of them. I mentioned in the podcast, which is the book about World War II, mm-hmm. based on my grandfather's letters. So there's a <clears throat> there's a sort of additional aspect to that in the sense that I'm trying to extract all of the artwork out of his letters. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he did a lot of artwork in the letters, and I'm trying to extract all of that artwork out so that I can use it in the book when it's published. That's and a lot of the letters that he wrote had artwork in them because he was a painter. So he just sort of naturally, that was a way of expressing himself. So he made little watercolors and cartoons and sketches and stuff. I think it'd be really cool. And I know you talked about doing some 
recordings of some of these things as well, but with the different media that's out there, um, like ex- I like a lot of process podcasts, like where they explain the process in which they do something. It'd be really neat for you to maybe. Yeah, I've thought about too. Yeah, that'd be cool. So like you're talking about how to get that artwork into a book and how that process would work. I would be really interested in hearing that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be really cool. Well, we just went on a hike recently. I was talking about one of my favorite podcasts was called Startup. And it was a whole oh, podcast right. just right. about creating a podcast company. Yeah. And then once the company was actually started, <laughs> stop listening to all the podcasts they created. <laughs> but that funny. initial one, <laughs> that initial one was really good. Yeah. So just, yeah. Hearing like the that. process of yeah. things is, is fun. Yeah. You never know what's going to catch your attention. That's the mm-hmm. new thing. You yeah. never know. And for how long it's going to keep your attention span or not. And, you know, have something could start as this one idea and then it blossoms and creates something more. And now there's five of us sitting around at a table having a discussion. Yeah, like this know. very podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a year before this, like who would have thought that this day would happen? Like this moment where, um, you know. Ryan, who I've known since I'm 15, and you guys have known in different ways. And Dan, you don't, none of you really have known each other. That was Ryan T. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan T. You were the Ryan T. And um, <laughs> in various ways, I have known all of you, but you guys really should go by last names. Yeah. Call maybe them, like Thompson so. and Cherry and just kind of make it look. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, episode two is with Ryan Cherry. Um, See. It, Ryan, Ryan C. <laughs> and um, the word was harmony. And I know we talked about music a lot in that episode. Um, but we also talked about a lot of other things, including um, art and creation. And we also talked about, um, you know, different anxieties we have and depressions. I mean, it was a very mixed episode of lots of different topics. So do you want do you want to kind of give us any, you know, since that episode, anything that you wanted to fill in? Well, um, so I guess one of the takeaways and one of the things that we ended the conversation with, um, when you think about the word harmony, you think kind of everything kind of falls into place and it's happy and it's calm and everybody's happy. And I guess for me, I've always struggled with um, being a people pleaser, mm-hmm. wanting others yeah. to, uh, you know, others to like me, others to think I'm doing a good job. Um, even one of my love languages, like when my wife and I did the, you know, the whole love language the book. Yeah. yeah. Mine was all words about affirmation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, re- I constantly required that, like, you're doing a good job. You're doing well. Um, Who's doing well? Then, <laughs> I sound like, anyway. Um, and so that, that builds a lot of anxiety for me too. But one of the things we talked about was um, also, yes, you know, I, I get anxious about making sure everybody likes me, but what's my intention um, in doing the things that I do? Should I, should I have my intention be that I want everybody to like me and that's why I do a good job and that's why I work so hard at my job or uh, whatever I do, uh, why I work so hard at music or whatever, or do I do it because I want to be a better human being? Yeah. Uh, and that's why I work so hard. And so I think for me, I've been really trying to take a step back this year and, and be mindful of what is my true intention behind doing whatever it is. Do you feel like you've gotten better at that? I feel like I'm I'm moving in the right direction, <laughs> but I'm trying to be more mindful of it mm-hmm. for sure. So um but yeah, and it and it kind of it's it's humbling too to go, what's your true because you nobody ever goes, I want to, you know, just do a good job because I want everybody to like me. You don't think that in your head. Yeah. You know, at least I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that there is a sense. And you especially of... don't say it out loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's I hope true. I'm doing a good job here. Can we so, tell? I mean, 
because nobody wants to feel like they're vain or whatever. But <laughs> so I have a T-shirt I sell that says "Buy me tacos and tell me I'm pretty." <laughs> so, <laughs> that's sometimes, right. Sometimes yeah. I need that shirt. Apparently, no. That's awesome. uh, but yeah, I think my just, wife would love that one too. Just reminding myself what what is my intention um, in in working hard at my job. What's my intention? Because when I find myself worrying about anything. Um, if I kind of bring it back to that, what's my intention of doing this? It's not to do everything perfectly. It's not to make everybody like me. It's not to appear that I am really smart or eloquent or articulate or anything like that. It's, it's to, to be a good human being and try to do my best at everything I do. And that, and that even goes back to what this was saying about the courageous piece is because, mm-hmm. you know, in this, she's saying to be, to be brave enough to, do something without even feeling the judgment on yourself of like, am I doing this because I want that attention? I want that affirmation. Um, and, and being strong enough to say, I, I don't, I'm doing it because I feel like this is important to me or I'm doing it because those intentional pieces, um, for even this podcast, sometimes I'm questioning like, why I, you have to ask the question, why is it I'm doing this? Why am I sharing this out for other people? Is it so that I can get a comment or somebody mm-hmm. can come back and say, you know, something good feedback is not, there's nothing wrong with getting yeah. that feedback. In fact, that's the hardest part that I felt guilty for. And I think maybe that's part of what you were saying too. You feel guilty sometimes from your creations for when somebody's like, I really like that. And then you start to feel good about it. And that mm-hmm. feeling yeah. good makes you feel guilty. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this for, am I doing this for the right? Reason. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's a fine line to walk on at that creative expression, which you know you do with your, your, your yeah. work too, Dan. Um, it, you know, we're all somewhat creators, whether that's yeah. through music, you know, or through your, your podcast or through your memoirs, you know, through my podcast and some of the writing that we do, um, and walking that fine line of why am I doing this art? Why am I doing this writing and podcasts and so forth? Yeah. So great question. Well, something I was actually thinking about when you, when you were speaking about memory too, is, is our perception of things different than it was a hundred years ago, as far as what we care about. Now, granted, everybody, and there's always been people pleasers since the beginning of time, I'm sure. But um, I don't know. I think a lot of our culture now plays a big role in that uh, with Mm -hmm. social media and just everybody seeing everything everybody does. Yeah. uh, There was an article I was reading that they were talking about, like, uh, overwhelmed of how, like, we were just overwhelmed with knowledge and information. Mm -hmm. What they were looking at a person, they were saying, looking at, um, well, social media today and the average 40 year old. And what they're exposed to on a daily basis and what they've been knowledge they've gamed up to. And they compared it back to a person in 1900s and early 1900s. And they go, what we see in one week is what they would see up until that 40 years old of how overwhelmed of stimulus and everything was available to them. We would see that in one week. And so like that, again, changes our thought processes. I was just thinking about, you know, there's a lot of good. Yeah. You make a really important point. I I have this subscription to newspapers.com and it's this huge database of newspapers. It goes back 150 years. Wow. And so sometimes I just spent, spent time just looking at newspaper articles from a century ago. Right? I did that during the pandemic, especially. And it's really interesting. Like 100 years ago, the average person was much less me-focused yeah. than the average person today. Well, you knew I your think, neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah, and I think there's like a real day, there's a real... I call it like uber self-consciousness that we're, all of us are like much more focused on 
ourselves, how mm-hmm. we perceive. Yeah. We think that things revolve around us. And I think our society over the last 50 years, we just created this like um, uber individualism. Mm. We really pushed that hard at the expense of, of, of this more collective community-minded way of thinking of ourselves. Think about the word Uber itself. Now people are like, oh, you're talking about driving and going to pick somebody <laughs> yeah. up. Like, like the connotation of words have changed too drastically and yeah. what you look at words and verbiage and how we use it, slang, things change. But I think like you're saying too, uh, you know, 100 years ago, 150 years ago, people had to work together as a community. It's not like sure. now where you could be your own entrepreneur on TikTok now yeah. or whatever, make a, everybody had to rely on each other, yeah. you know, especially in a town or a, a community um, yeah. that long ago. So every, not that people don't play a role in society now, but you, the fact that you can be a YouTuber and make, not that there's anything wrong with that, but Mm -hmm. you can make millions of dollars doing that completely on your own. I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think about the whole (laughs) emphasis on like entrepreneurship and culture Mm -hmm. and all of that, you know, the the idea that we all, we're all this sort of, these individual economic engines and we have to like be self-supporting all the time and like be making pro- be be profitable and making money ourselves individually i don't know i, I never really connected with that when yeah. you're thinking about things mm-hmm. well that's a great segue for ryan Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> on his episode we actually talked a little bit about this too where um you really did have to kind of do some of those things where you were your own business mm-hmm. at home and you do uh, from graphic design and t-shirts you mentioned earlier. Um, but that was some of what we talked about in your episode. Um, but I will let you jump into the word you have was connection. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked about our own personal relationship growing up. You know, we've known each other since we were 15. <laughs> you know, we talked about church and how, you know, we started our um, relationship through um, our connection with church. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I want you to jump in and kind of say what anything you talked about or thought about since your episode and then your next step. Okay. Um, well, my word was connection. Actually, if I can backtrack for just a second, you you were talking about the the love language and it brought up a, a thought that I would just throw. I don't know if you still find value in in doing that, but one thing to think about is actually redo the test every year with your spouse because you'd be surprised how it can adjust slightly based on circumstances around you. Like like gifts are never going to be anywhere on the top for me and my wife. So that's not going to really adjust. But, yeah. you know, words of affirmation, physical touch and stuff like that, it may go from one to two depending on the circumstances that are around. Yeah, so just retake it like every year and you'd be surprised what, you know, may change a little bit depending on the circumstance. I've never thought about that. That's yeah. really cool. I guess yeah. we're, we're fluid individuals. Right? <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. As things change around you, kind of your your needs change yeah. a little bit as well. Um. I don't know that there's a whole lot I would add to our episode as far as connection, but this is just a great example of it. You know, mm-hmm. being able to get out in the real world and and just live with people um, and experience things with, you know, with others. You were talking about courageous. And for some reason, the first thing that came to mind is like anybody that wants to do something kind or courageous, it seems like it has to be documented and it has to be shown. Oh, man. And so I feel like maybe the the real courageous individuals and people showing uh, true kindness are those that are doing it that we don't know about yeah. and that don't see. That won't be written about in history maybe except just those people that knew it that maybe will make it known. But the people that actually did the courageous acts 
and the acts of kindness didn't care about any type of recognition. Um, but as everybody else talks, I'm sure more thoughts will come to mind as well. Um, my next step was to um, connect with a friend that I was supposed to connect pre-COVID. It was really a few days before everything shut down, and it, we ended up not being able to connect before our podcast. And then after the podcast, uh, we did connect several times. Mm -hmm. And um, in fact, he wants to go on a hike with us as well, and he wants to be on your podcast too. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, there, you go. there you go. Yeah, and um, it's funny how that works because there are people now that I have a greater connections with since I started the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the, it really opened a door to my older okay. relationships, um, you know, and been able to see people that I really kind of almost really shut the door on, not intentionally, yeah. just because time and time past is created that space barrier. And <laughs> yeah. Um, distance. But, you know, one of the things you mentioned a second ago is about the hikes. And, and you actually went on a hike with us recently. Mm -hmm. After our podcast, we started um, – uh, Ryan T and I started going on hikes once a month. So we would, after each hike, we'd set up another date to go again and then uh, next mm -hmm. month and so forth. And we've been pretty consistent about going. This last one was awesome because yeah. we were there 20 years ago and, or 22, something like that. Yeah. And uh, the whole hike didn't seem, I didn't remember anything until we hit the waterfall. And then it was like, we were there yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And it was crazy. Yeah. yeah Dan well, actually went with us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we hiked there when we were like teenagers, and mm -hmm. the comment we made was, "We need to come back here one day with a guitar and play because yeah. it's kind of like this little cave that hangs over." Oh, great oh, nice yeah. yeah, and then we made it back twenty-two years later with no guitar. We we'll still forgot a guitar. <laughs> you know, so like, in twenty-two more years, we'll give it a go. Yeah. But uh, so maybe next time we'll all go. Yeah, and then we'll bring some instruments. Yes. And then <laughs> speaking of guitars, connections and stuff, that friend I was talking about. Chip, he's a musician as well. Oh. And fun fact, when we were teenagers, we were all in a band together. Kind of a band. Yeah, I wouldn't I mean, call it a band, but we, we, we <laughs> had music together. We called it a band. Yes, we did. And we did travel a couple Wait, times. What was but, the name of the band? Oh, God. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, it was, uh, we, it was off camera, no, off and, audio, we'll talk about it. It's fine. It was uh, Chisel 21 C. With a Z. I Z. -E oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had to change this up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a picture of us out there somewhere where we're holding chisels. I'll show you. I got it. No, we had on our show you website somewhere. So, yeah. I love this. Is it like a MySpace account? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think probably had a MySpace. <laughs> we did. No, that was before MySpace, was it? I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. But, um, was that Zanga? It was right. Or, uh, or pre-Zanga. Pre-Zanga? Napster. Yeah. We, we, yeah was, did you have stuff on Napster? We had stuff on Pure Volume. Yeah. Pure Volume. Oh, man. Yeah. I forgot about Pure Volume. Yeah. yeah. Bring it on back. All right, Cade, your episode, <laughs> episode four, uh, we took a unique word, Sonder. And we took a different approach because it's not technically a word you would find yeah, in a traditional dictionary. Yeah. Um, but uh, same, I'll let you jump in. Anything you'd want to add since and then the follow up for your next step. The the one thing I want to add is I finished the Alan Watts book we talked about on that episode. We just, and we discuss it later. I finished actually taking a trip that I, I to get outside of myself on. I went to a Buddhist monastery meditation center in England. And part of that, for with the word sonder like going around and everyone has their own unique story and we're all kind of like little small parts in it and i got to see another part of not necessarily going all the way over to asia and just seeing it but seeing part of the asian culture and part of the ideology of a different religion aspect of thinking outside of yourself and being amongst a community and being kind of amongst that whole nature idea 
than allowing yourself to feel suffering, like allowing yourself to feel a little bit of pain and realize that life can be, you know, cruel, but it can be very beautiful at the same time was very empowering to me to be able to think about that. And having gone back and read back, listened through the episode, something that my action statement was to kind of change up my podcast a little bit and how it's being done and little odds and steps ways because I have a lot of control issues. I like to control a situation and mm-hmm. kind of build it in uncertain ways. And so I did a roundtable discussion like we're doing right here with a bunch of friends about talking about wrestling. So we each kind of did our own little thing with that. I've been trying to get some people, which will be happening this season, coming on to my podcast, Learning From Friends, uh, and me being in the back recording it, maybe asking a question or two, but it's the idea is to create the conversation being with two people that are close to each other, say a husband and a wife, and they know how to get the best out of each other when it comes to talking about a topic. Now, I may be really good friends with Ryan and can and know when he's talking about music, how to bring out really good well about music. But if I suddenly I turn to his wife and all of a sudden I go, hey, I know you're into speech therapy and trying to bring something out of her that she, I may not, I may use a trigger word that she may not like or something mm-hmm. like that. So I'm trying to find, that is something I'm working on right now is to get more of that on the podcast. And the small changes I've been able to make so far, because I've re- recorded so many episodes in advance, is I do a, the quote of the day, or I call it mom's quote of the day. Because I give my mom has the quote of the day whenever I started a podcast. What I have been doing is I've been going back to former guests and having them record a quote to start the podcast. Mm-hmm. And currently I've got, like my niece and nephew, got a bunch coming up that they're going to be doing. I had uh, my first episode. He came back and did a couple episodes. Mac, you were on recently for mm-hmm. my third or third year anniversary, second year, third year anniversary. Oh, second year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second year anniversary episode where you controlled the conversation yeah. of interviewing me about my trip when I went over to England. And did that that for the, yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying to, that's, I'm getting there to try to not have much control over some things, to allow things more to happen. But it's something that we all kind of challenge and grow with. Well, and I'll put um, a link to your podcast and that episode in this description. So if anybody wants notes. to check it out, yeah. Um, so that they, they, they see efficient podcast term. Right? The yeah, black show. Oh, look at that. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> using that. <laughs> in the comments, the behind the scenes, like the people that the doing the act, the creators acts that we never hear about um, is think about like musicians up on stage. There are hundreds of people behind stage that are making all that work, mm-hmm. taking all the and so say a, a guitar all of a sudden string breaks up on stage and the the mat and the mechanic if they can afford one having them them with them box up grabs it changes the guitar pops the next one back on they continue going on with the show mm-hmm. if you know they had to stop and do you know the sit there and change the string and you know there's the show would have to stop for 10 50 yep. minutes to be able to do it yeah but do we see the sound guys getting you know hey guys clap for the sound guys those guys are making the show happen we don't think mm-hmm. about all the billions of people that take into place to make one thing kind of come into popping a play. string on stage is not fun i can yeah <laughs> yeah without a without, without a guitar a tech, tech. <laughs> like hand me a guitar oh there's nobody there oh i don't know why <laughs> mechanic guitar tech i don't know why my brain went to mechanic we know what you mean yeah, yeah. Well, this is a great opportunity bringing up music because the next part of this, I know we says everyone had a chance to talk through about it there each each episode. Um, 
I wanted to find a way to make it more unique and have some crossroads here. Um, and <laughs> I feel like we should be like, a, what is it called? Pee Wee's Herman one. The word of the day. Ah! <laughs> you said crossroads. You said the secret word. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I have a sound by Maybe I can add that in. Yeah. Ah! Um, but <laughs> I heard he died this year, by the way. He did, yeah. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman, the guy who, uh, what's his name? Paul Rubens? Rubens, yeah. yeah oh, he passed what? away this year. I just heard about that. I have a very specific memory of that show, like watching it in my college with my college roommates on, hmm. on Saturday morning. Well, if if anybody out there had on their bingo card, we talk about Pee Wee Herman on this episode. I'm still waiting for onion shortage. That's, Look, that's uh, on my yeah. bingo card okay. for, like, for this year. Okay. If they had a bingo card, they probably needed to listen to the pre-recording before we started recording. Oh, yeah. It, it would have been plenty for them to mark off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah. Plenty of stuff. Uh, great pulley that is not recorded anywhere. So, um, <laughs> the next, you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> price of nineteen ninety nine. Oh, <laughs> man. We have the bonus, bonus version. <laughs> um, so the, you, another step in this conversation, what I want to do is to pair two of you who don't really know each other very well. Um, and I felt like you did have some connections and let you have a quick conversation about some of those things. Um, so I want to start with the two Ryans, or as we said before, <laughs> Ryan squared. Um, and let you kind of talk, because you do have a lot of similarities in terms of your background. Both of you are musicians. Um, both of you- I pretend to be. Well, uh, no, you are. I mean, don't, you gotta give yourself more credit than that. Um, and um, both of you, I would say, have experience or knowledge about working out, and I, where I know the rest of us would not have that. Sorry, Caden. <laughs> I'm not trying to throw Kate's you. Kaden's like, yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, He's not, like, not really. You, you like wrestling? Oh, like wrestling does that count? Yeah, yeah. Hey, those guys are back. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to both of you guys and just kind of let you start the conversation with you, the music part. Your word was harmony, um, so I'll start there, but. Really, your background in music can give me some ideas on terms of that conversation, where to start, like where, where your your passion for music, where does that kind of go? I'll you jump in, Ryan. Like, where did it start? See, yeah, why don't you go there oh, and talk about music and your connection to it, like in Athens, hey. and you you're, you had a band. You you actually have the music that starts off this podcast. Mm. You help oh, me with that. In mine as well. Yeah, so there you go. I think we should just, before he starts, count to three and then start singing something and see if we sing the same song. <laughs> Since we got the same watch and the same. Oh, that's true. The, the Nike... Uh, Face as I'm thinking of a no. band from 1990. No, no, no. That's actually my favorite thing to do. Can you say they're all the same? And Ryan, you, Ryan Cherry, you were currently in a band that's yeah. uh, not, that does 90s. 90s, 2000s covers. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And then an 80. You yeah. got an 80 in there. Do we have an 80 in there? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Okay. Somewhere and I was sheltered for so long, I probably don't know half of them, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm catching up now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So jump in, Ryan Cherry. Oh. Tell me a little bit about your music world well uh, i've been playing guitar for since i was 11 years old um i saw back to the future and uh marty mcfly playing johnny be good i was mm. like oh my gosh this is very cool. classic so that got me into guitar um i played been playing kind of for fun uh for for years before that i started joining bands kind of in high school and then in college i got really involved in some different bands in athens georgia i went to uga um, and then since then, I've just continued to record and make music. And then I just joined a cover band just for fun, mm -hmm. playing around around town. And then, uh, what's the name of the band? 
1996. That's right. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and we'll have that in the description below. Uh, you'll be able to find and look at yeah. in, in the show notes. In the show notes. That's the year of the Olympics, right? No, like, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it was a very good year. Yeah. Um, I also play, you know, I, I I jump on with other artists. There's an artist that I play guitar for, Morgan Beck. She's a very talented singer. Um, so yeah. Are you a studio musician as well? Like, do you go and do sessions and stuff? I, I mean, not like very fancy. Not yet. Va- not fancy studios, but yeah, for friends like That's her. Cool. I mean, awesome. we, and I think the cool part about, um, we were talking about all the bad things about 2024, <laughs> as far as social media and everything, but <laughs> technology-wise, I mean, you could... I have recording equipment. Anybody yeah. can have recording equipment now and, and be a pretty good producer. So that's pretty neat. Um, you don't have to go to a studio anymore to. Yeah. yeah. So at 11, did you teach yourself guitar? Did you take lessons? Was it a mixture? What'd you do? Um, I taught myself to begin with. Uh, I got, I got a, like one of those starter pack Squire mm-hmm. uh, Stratocasters. Uh, I still play a Strat, but yeah. yeah, it came with like a book and everything and the, the really crappy little 10 watt hey, man. Fender amp. I bet it was about uh, six months into play. It did. It was yep. terrible, but it had a distortion switch. So I was That's like, yes. All that yeah. <laughs> Ryan had an old Squire. Was it Squire? No. Uh, was the... I did have a Squire at one point. And then had I... stickers all over it. Oh, oh that oh. was a. Man, he was cool. So that was a Rogue. <laughs> By musician's friend, which was made by Squire, but that one was technically supposedly made in a Fender warehouse. I don't know. Ooh. It was and that, it's, uh, musician's friend still sells Squire, but it's not the same Squire that was there then. So I mean, not the same Rogue. Sorry, that yeah. was then. Um, but yeah, I had a I had a Mexican Tele that was a Fender. Nice. Had to sell it unfortunately years ago. But life happens, yeah. man. I had it a uh, Mexican strap, especially when you get married at eighteen. Are you still playing? Um, not as much as I would like, you know, play a little bit. Um, I have, you know, a few things at the house, yeah, keyboard and guitar and a cajon and bass and a few things. So yeah, I'm not um playing with a band or anything currently. Well, that's cool though. Yeah, I mean, and you you seem like you you know a lot about like recording equipment and stuff too. I heard you go. Well, no, we were just well. No, not really. Yeah, You're having like a base well, knowledge of it. Back, yeah, base, I guess. When, back when the uh, the huge a twenty year old twenty one yeah. was out um, on pure volume. Yeah, on pure volume. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. The, the, people could probably find that. Really? Yeah, did did you have your song up for download? I used to go on there and be like, "Oh, it's Paramore. It's Fall Out Boy." You like yeah, other stuff. Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, I remember at uh, one point I learned a trick that um, you could have you and a couple of friends like hit and refresh within like the first hour or something. And if you got enough in that first hour, it would put you on the homepage. So one time, <laughs> nice. Oh, just like it. the views would be yeah. like, as you refresh. <laughs> so you would be like trending or whatever they called it. Then we just know it as trending now everywhere else. We'd be trending enough that we'd be on the homepage. So we were on the homepage at the exact same time that Reliant K was on the homepage. Ooh. And uh, so we both ended up getting like, and that's not viral now, but we got like a hundred thousand views one time in a day or whatever. <laughs> And then people listen and realize, what are you doing here? <laughs> and then just, yeah. That's amazing. Reliant K was on the homepage back then for like three weeks straight. And that That's was like awesome. a big deal. Um, but yeah. Um, I need to find Reliant that. K. Yeah. yeah. I saw Reliant K and Switchfoot. Oh, really? Concert. Yeah. yeah. I think they're, they're coming back around doing things. So. <laughs> are they? Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. The 90s, a pedal 90s, 90s groups are coming back together and doing little tours. It's really cool. Like, was it Creed and 
Creed. Else, like oh, did like man. the '90s nostalgia tour or whatever it was called. Oh, wow. We added some Creed songs to the playlist. Oh, so you're not ba- the band 1992. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not, but you know, you know they're the making a resurgence. It was it was kind of a joke at first, but I guess apparently they're making a resurgence. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're performing yeah. this year. So at, if you want to hear just, one last breath, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Oh, Scott Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp. Oh man. Yeah, uh, I guess he figured himself out a little bit. Definitely okay. a uh, trying to. Probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> it's just being I was gonna try to be a Chris Cornell kind of. Oh yeah, it's kind of his thing. It's true. All right. Well, that was a good chance to talk about some music. Yeah. I'm going back to the recording, and and we talked about a cool Edit Pro, um, edit which Pro. was uh, recording I gotta look that up. It was what we originally recorded on, and we all talk about different versions of that now that are out. So, and for those that know, Peter Quistgard. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, there you go. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> uh, Man, so what, what, what do they call those? Uh, the little, not acorns, or the little odd little notes inside. Oh, you can find it. Uh, uh, Easter egg. Easter egg. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the Easter egg for the episode. Yeah. Peter Quishgard. <laughs> if you figure it out, you can go post somewhere. Uh, somewhere. Not, I don't care where you post. Post it somewhere, just not here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't uh, have to leave, but you can't stay here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Another 90s song. Yeah. <laughs> Semi-sonic. Okay, I think we're going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah, um, that does the good I'm going to bring it back a little bit. <laughs> As a good host should. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to, um, I know Ryan uh, T here has to leave at some point, but so feel free whenever you need to. But um, Cade, Dan, so both of your episodes have some connections to them that um, I felt can overlap. And a lot of it is about stories, um, which Interestingly enough, is the quote that you'll, later you're going to share um, have this has this connection also. Um, so the the crossroads for this opportunity here was the fact that Sonder that word there. We really talked about how everyone has their own story and that we often are the protagonist of our own when we don't realize that many others are the protagonists of their own, but they're the background characters of our story, right? And you are an uh, you write memoirs, which you said earlier is from your perspective, is from your you are the protagonist of that story often. And so I felt like that overlap was a great way to really connect how those stories and how we how they're important. We the, these stories are important, but also how the people that we interact with become part of our stories. And so I'll let you guys jump in and talk about how stories in our own life connect and how they connect into your writing. One thing right now that you were saying that you're going back through the artwork and the letters and stuff from was it your grandfather or was it mm-hmm. your father? My grandfather. Yeah. So for, Oh, right. Be- I think it was before Thanksgiving, my wife got a box from her father. Hi, Ken, if you're listening, um, that brought a box of Katie's grandfather's letters that he had wrote to his wife. In you know, this is the 1940s, 50s kind of deal, writing letters back and forth. So I'm getting to, I knew, I met him for about 10 years before he passed, but reading letters of how people communicated in that different time period and how we communicate now and all the weird little odd intricacies of like hearing, hearing the voice while you're reading someone else's paper. Yeah. It reminded me a lot from what you were talking about when you were on the episode of the next things that you're going through with the memoirs you're working on and the and whenever you were talking about how um, we look at different um, 
areas of history in general as well. Like, man, imagine just thinking about what he was thinking about that time or what he was feeling. And then I always, I always love hearing you talk on the, we maybe met five or six times and right. you always have a very interesting way with words. And I'm always envious of that. Very oh, articulate. Nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, I, I talk too much. <laughs> I think stories are, you know, it's like 90% of how we think and communicate. Um, and remember things is in story format, you know, like we overemphasize the analytical mode, you know, where we kind of like look at things and break them down into parts so we can understand that. But really people respond to stories. Yeah, they do. Right. And when you wrap something in a story, you're better able to communicate it um, to an audience than if, than if you present it in other ways. So Mm -hmm. like when I think about stories, I think that like, we're just constantly in them and inhabiting them. They're in our minds. They're in our memories. We try to communicate oftentimes. We're telling stories. I was telling Andrew a couple of weeks ago. Tell the story of a story. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly right. Like, but like, you know, like it, they, the stories permeate us. Yeah. But I was remembering that um, when I moved here from the North, one of the things I really liked about living in the South was that people down here appreciate stories and storytelling more than Northerners do. I mean, Northerners are storytellers too, right? Everyone's a storyteller in their own right. Yeah, but like Southerners will, um, are much more likely to couch things in a story, right? Or to use stories more explicitly to communicate things. Mm. And I've always loved that about the South. Mm. It's one of the reasons I I love living here. Of course, there's a lot of Northerners here. <laughs> it's like trying to nail them. Real Southerners, yeah. kind of. Like. <laughs> Come on up to free home and sit down, and you know we'll tell you stories all day long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went, when I went up to um, record the podcast with Kate, one of the uh, perks was right after that his mother brought me in and sat on the table, brought over some uh, peach. Was it peach tea peach? and some kind and of cake, cake as well. Oh, we yeah, that's sad. Sad. We, <laughs> we, we all sat together and we and she was like, "No, you're going to come and sit at the table. We're going to do this." I mean, you could tell it was that 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 love that she wanted to show to somebody she didn't know, but she was like, "Phil, I want you to be part of this home." And there's that same feel that you were the hospitality of the South, that Southern hospitality. That, um, even my, my, I remember my own grandmother having my, and she would bring anyone in. You might remember. Ryan T, my mama, mm-hmm. like if you went to her house, it didn't matter who you were. There were 50 people there. She wanted to know who you are and your story. Yep. And, you know, yeah. so I do connect with that. In the South, I'm we have this. very notorious of doing that as well. And mm-hmm. I've gotten in trouble with my mom and my wife of, I've randomly bring somebody home I've just met and talked to. And they're like, oh, they're staying the night on the couch. I'm like, do you even know this person? I'm like, they're going to they're, they're be, yeah, there's like a trust, there's a comfort, there's like a care of connection to people. And like, and a story can go a long way. And that their story is important. So you what, know, what was that, uh, that beer commercial many years ago where the guy's driving down the highway, it's like Miller Lite or, or Budweiser or Bud Light. And it's like, oh, um, hey, that, that stop and pick that guy up. Why? He's got Bud Light. <laughs> like, there's a guy standing there, but he has a hatchet. What is that hatchet? It's a bottle opener. But you know, like, I don't remember like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I love that commercial. But this me with a with a story. I will sit if you can communicate with me and tell a story, mm. and you can connect with somebody on a different level just through a story connection because they may mention a city mm. that you have a connection to. They may all of a sudden mention, oh man, like Moon Pie. Okay, Moon Pie. That opens uh, up another nostalgia it, realm. Those those little connections there of communication is such a powerful tool. Mm. And I love seeing that in my classroom with, I've got some students that are 
they're quiet at certain points in time. But when I hit certain topics or certain things, they mm. brighten up and it's like, okay, yeah, now right. I have their attention. Yeah. Like, and it's mm. cool. Well, I'm going to make sure to their get sweet them Exactly. Yeah. Where are the sweet spots at? And you mentioned a key word there that we brought up in his episode was it nostalgia that yep. that you had brought I up. I was too. just thinking about it. Yeah, that yeah. that we often go back to. And you had mentioned in your episode how it was like a, a place you do go to that it's like a, a happy place. Yeah, it's like comfort food. Yeah. Like memory <laughs> comfort food. I love how you asked on in your episodes. You you do like, hey, like you asked me like where's my happy like my happy space like where i was at like why did you choose this location why did you right, i yeah. like that you chose whenever you're going doing our hikes you ask us where do we want to go where do we want to meet at yeah. so that has nostalgia within itself as well and their importance to us it it's be- the same for the conversation like where do we go in the conversation it's so organic because i'm trying not to talk too much because there's a lot of people here but there's so many there's so many <laughs> words that pop up like you can even just like the moon pie and then i think of the venue back in the time because we sold stuff at a, a concert venue that my parents had and so all these different words and i, I also i'm trying to hold my thoughts at once. So uh, they're talking about how articulate you are. I think your voice is very soothing too. So that's something that I noticed. You're talking to Dan. I'm sorry. I'm pointing like this is a video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talking to Dan. Yeah. Um, he's got a soothing voice. Heads up. It's like you should go with Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's in general. Yeah. I think going back to stories, even in, in tying music together. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, some of the best songs to me are. Yeah. Are, right. Are songs that tell a story. And yeah, I, think, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. They, like Hotel California. What, I mean, it's a story. Yeah. Or why do people like Taylor Swift? A lot of her songs mm-hmm. are they tell yep. stories. They're, yeah, you know. yeah that, and that's what has made them who they are. Right. Well, just like words, the, the songs have such a deep connection that there are some songs that I haven't been able to listen to in 10, 15 years because if I hear the first. 20 seconds of it it's tied to a memory that i don't yeah. want or the right. opposite can be true right, right. i can hear a song and be like oh i forgot about the song i'm listening to this for the next 30 minutes on repeat yes yeah. it just feels good and i yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's very true i think i interrupted you though you were about to say something yeah, I, don't know. I think I'm, i mean oh well i want to come back to nostalgia for a minute uh do we think that nostalgia is bad or good you know is nostalgia like because nostalgia is sort of a you know, it's a, when we run our memories through a filter, right? So we're filtering out mm-hmm. the unpleasant things and we're focusing on the pleasant things. And that can be done individually. It can be done collectively too. Like countries can be nostalgic for the 1950s or the past, right? Maybe yeah. it's neither. So, it's just a healthy way to to view it or, or, I don't know the right word to put with it, but I mean, it's like, uh, if we're talking about health and fitness, it's like looking at food. You can't necessarily look at it as bad or good. Right. It's, it's you know, it's a healthy habit whether you're, you know, over-consuming or not. Yeah. yeah. When nostalgia, again, it comes and it goes. And it didn't stick around forever, but it brings yeah. back elements that maybe have been forgotten. Yeah. Like, for example, like curves in cars. Some cars got a little bit more curvier when that ever changed. Right. But you can look at the nostalgia factor of, hey, that was like a concept car back 50 years ago, but no one had thought about it until mm. – this all of a sudden got leaked back out. Yeah, like, well, well, you mentioned that nostalgia has a typically is a positive in terms of like how we perceive it as the good times or the times that we remember that are good. Is there a version that you were mentioning, Ryan T, 
um, where you're like those songs that you don't want to listen to that bring back a bad memory. Would mm. you consider that nostalgia or is there another word for that? I don't know. That's ah, nostalgia. Yeah. I like that. It is now a thing. We need a yeah. word. Trademark. Right. Yeah. Dark nostalgia. Dark nostalgia. <laughs> I, like I it. mean, it could, I don't know that I would want to open this can of worms because it would be like, I don't know, but for some reason, the thought that came to mind is, you know, certain flags in history. Yep. Yeah. The nostalgia that some people have, it's just, it's just history. It's, it's a pride thing and it's heritage. not a heritage. That thank you. That's the word. Right. Then other people view it completely different. Yeah. And so they're both having, you know, memories, but they're, they're different. They're yeah. different experiences. Yeah, we, we, we sort of touched yeah. on that in, in my podcast, yeah. the idea that yeah. collective memory, uh, you know, Different groups of people have different collective memories of the South. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I think you're referring to the Confederate flag. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, very good example, right? Because if you're from the South and you had relatives who fought in the Civil War, mm-hmm. you might think about it in a way differently than African-Americans mm-hmm. would look at it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> then you open up the can of words of stereotypes. Is stereotypes nostalgia in some way? Like Dark nostalgia. Maybe. Dark nostalgia. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's, you know. Double that standards. sounds like a band. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has to be a metal. How band. much would it yeah. But there was a band. I can Darkness. just picture I'm the sure Hot Topic shirt. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That comes yeah. with that. <laughs> we could, you know, at the like green text. I'm sure somebody will post in the comments somewhere saying, oh yeah, that's my band or this, this, this. Or this. <laughs> like we're going to get sued from something. Uh, well, Ryan makes t-shirts, so he's going to make one <laughs> He's going to make it. Dark nostalgia. And um, these have like cats with like lasers coming out of her. Dark <laughs> nostalgia. Okay, I'm using AI for that one. There so. you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man um so i think that was good i will leave one background. quote that i thought about if you watch doctor who um he's in the episode that has vincent van gogh he says um in the end we're just stories so to make yours a good one so i've i like that yeah, yeah i like that uh that in terms of we were talking about those stories and yeah and i think a lot of times as we look back on our own stories we t- we tend to filter out some of those pieces like i think um we talked about this too, the road less traveled and the, yeah, the idea a, that, you know, we took the right Fox. path and all that. But many times it is that nostalgia piece that we look back and only say that this was the way it should have went. But we say that because we want it to be good, not because it, the other path probably could have been just as good. Mm. But we want our path to look back and see it in, in a good way. And so we often will say, I took the right path. And so many people miss um what would you say, misinterpret that poem to mm. be something different. Right. But he's really saying that we often will paint our history and our past to be what we want it to be. That's that's an excellent point. I've been thinking recently that there's this um, kind of happiness quotient. I guess that's the best way to describe it, where it wouldn't matter what road you took in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we tend to think of life as, well, you know, there were these divergences and I I couldn't move to New Mexico or I... Instead, I stayed in Georgia, right? That kind of thing. But I'm beginning to believe that it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't be any happier if you made that move to New Mexico than if mm-hmm. you, than the life that you currently have. That there's a sort of happiness quotient that is going to be the same. Sometimes I feel like it's more of a, a choice you make than an experience you have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and do, doesn't matter what choice you're making, you're bringing yourself there. Right. Yeah, right? That's what I mean. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. choosing to. Right. Yeah. So, it's almost like it was in the word regret. Like you are, you go back and say, 
many people say I have no regrets. There's no way I would regret those things. And, um, but I think we often will say that as a way to essentially justify the path that we've taken. Yeah. So I think that's part of it too, but those are still our stories. Our story, we can't change the story, yeah. um, but we can besides what we can do right now. Wait, that's, travel doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say that's kind of where I was going to say the next step too. It's a great opportunity to jump to the last phase of this. And then um, was the, the reason we use crossword crossroads again <laughs> was, was to talk about that past and then we are kind of at this exact moment we are bracing this moment to head towards the next step or crossing into that mm-hmm. future um which if we talk about alan whites and we talk about many of those buddhist principles they always say to live in the moment you know which is very difficult present. yeah and, um, to not think about tomorrow yet because there's no way to and not worry about the past because it's already gone and all those really philosophical um, type mindsets, which I still struggle with today. Like I can't, always, Life is a struggle. Like, how do you not think about that next step? Like I'm thinking already about work coming up and it's every day we're getting close to, you know, when you're on a weekend, you're thinking about the things you got to do that week. How do you not let those things take over? Well, but, I know how the Buddhists did it. They, they really practiced meditation and medit- and through meditation, you were able to be present and to learn how to be present. So, but how does that apply to I'm not saying I could do that. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, but wait a minute. Like uh I just think in an, in our world, we talked about the chaos of our world and all the stimulation that's coming in, and you have social media and you have all these things that we do. How do you find a way to be present in a world like ours while still knowing that all of the things coming your way are coming your way? You know, that's yeah, that's very different. Purposeful intention for experience like this help as well, because you are taking yourself outside of the normal, just day in and day out, and technology and everything like that, and having a a grounded experience with with others. I think helps a lot. At least it does for me. I mean, it's one of the reasons I enjoy therapy is because um, just having just being able to have an outlet to talk. Yes. Um, is great. And I'm a little biased because my wife's a therapist. She's not my therapist. Her guinea pig, maybe, but um and the and the beauty of it is most of the time in therapy is nothing profound that a therapist has ever said or done. Is you most it's mostly just a guided tour of yourself, basically, and you reach these aha moments through your own talk and own experience of just, you know, expressing yourself and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting. You mentioned therapy. I hadn't really thought about it till this moment, but therapy is really like hitting the pause button. Yeah. When you're, when you're in a therapy session, let's say it's an hour, Yeah. you're pausing your life and you're, you're stepping into this like reflective zone. Yeah. And I, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the third person on the outside is going, Hey, wait, that's pause for a second. You just said this. That's, yeah. You know, why, why did you just say that? Like, it's that, that extra tour guides guiding you to help you yeah. maybe break something down that maybe you're stuck on. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think your word of meditation is what brought it up to me because that's something I definitely struggle with. I mean, it's, it'd be too hard for me to shut my brain down that, that long <laughs> to do it, but I don't want to pay somebody $175 yeah, for an hour of time. You better believe I'm going to focus and try yeah. to, yeah. you know, self-reflect and figure out what, you know, what I want to do in that hour. That's why a lot of these guided meditations. Yeah. As they're saying rather than this, oh, just sit and meditate on your own. Yeah. Like, a minute. I don't yeah. think no, it's, a, it's a it's a personal failing that yeah. 
we as individuals can slow down or pause. I think it's a societal, like we're, we're constructed by a society that really doesn't want us sure, yeah. to slow down or pause. True. I mean, it wants us to be constantly moving, constantly active and not because, because if you pause and reflect, you start to think about things like, well, maybe I shouldn't be such a consumer. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe buying all of this stuff isn't the, isn't the, uh, the key to happiness. And that's yeah. the, that's, I don't think our society wants us to be reflective. Yeah. I think it's kind of baked into the cake that we're conditioned. Yeah. Yeah. That we're conditioned to not be reflective Hmm. because it works against uh, what our society wants us to do, which is to constantly consume. Yeah. We should have listened to John Pride and, you know, got out to the country, blew up our TVs and Mm. find ourselves a little Jesus. I'm I'm butchering the lyrics, but. Mm. Hey, he and he passed away during COVID, but his yeah. son—if you listen to him—I can't, I can't remember his name or not to look it up. I saw him at a festival last year, and he had some really good music too. So John yeah. Prime's, I'll have to look it up. I love John Prime. I've, I've seen John Prime a couple of times. He was great. Yeah, he's yeah. love that guy. Great music. Um, but yeah, I know even the hikes that we've ta- we've taken. I even thought, like, as you guys were talking just then, like this moment that we are doing right now is kind of a pause. Mm-hmm. Like, if we weren't here right exactly. now, we would yeah. be doing the life things that we normally do, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, like, whatever that may have been. Yeah, and but we all found a time to stop and mm-hmm. come together and do something. So and That's why sometimes, like, a, a calendar can be a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. Like calendar, because like as you said, no, like you, you, well, you know, this is the way you like, said it. Was, it be, it's, it's, you're intentionally setting time off, but also at that same time, maybe you now restricted something else that could have happened in that time slot, or now you become obsessive compulsive over it. Like I know I did that. I'm like, oh gosh, like okay, Wednesday I'm meeting up with with Ryan. Okay, cool, I'm meeting up with Ryan on Wednesday. Wait, is it Wednesday yet? It's only Tuesday, but Wednesday I meet up with Ryan, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm missing out on that. It's that moment because I'm thinking about what's coming but, yeah. next. It's yeah. true, though. Yeah, so it's, it's a, but it's a good thing you, to know. That how do you yeah. plan for the future present moments? Yeah, right. So because you know they without planning them, they're probably not going to happen. But just like mm-hmm. when we were playing hikes or different mm-hmm. things, and um, but then when you're on a hike, and I know this whole. Our podcast is called Deep in the Woods for a reason because those even though we're on your back porch. Yes, today we're on the back porch. <laughs> we, it'd be very <laughs> difficult for There is a woods. There's a nature. There's a breeze around. And, um, <laughs> uh, to walk for all five of us to walk in the woods to you know maybe hold the microphone. It could have been just difficult. Walk around yeah. and got a backpack um, on. But those moments in the woods too it allows you to be present. Yeah. Because I remember last time Dan and Ryan T when we wanted to walk up to the place that we talked about earlier with the waterfall and the cave. I remember picking up an acorn lid, the top of it, mm-hmm. and I looked at it. And for those moments, I was breaking down like what it looked like and how it overlapped, like the little pieces and mm-hmm. how that yeah. evolutionarily, whatever, that's a horribly butchered that word, but how that thing became what it is. And I'm holding it in my hand at that moment. And I was present looking at that, that nothing else was happening. The past was gone. The future yeah. was not there. I was there looking at an acorn. Yeah. And so that allowed me in the woods to do that, which normally would not. So yeah. hiking provides. You can thank John Green for that because his episode of his son who was looking at the uh, the 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 leaf. Yeah, he was we, trying to yeah. sell the sunset. Yeah. yeah, and we talked about that yeah. in an episode with Damiao. Um, that was a beautiful, yeah, beautiful fun. podcast episode. Uh, so I'm going to finish. I know Ryan. I know we're at the very end, and I hope that I haven't taken up too much of your time. You had to get going. But, <laughs> Listen um, to a bill for his time because I know yeah, sixty seven dollars an hour. Like, his royalties are going up yeah. right now for what he's done. <laughs> um, so I did want to finish with looking a little bit into 
you were all there to help start this process whether it was your inspiration from your podcast, yours with the audio help and different ideas, you know, you were the very first episode, you know, and, and Ryan, you came with ideas for this episode. And we've talked through various ways that you're helping me even now with uh, promoting and getting things out. So all of you have been here in some way to help this podcast come to this present moment. Um, so now, you know, just kind of opening it up to where does it go? Like what do you, what, and you've had ideas too, with your own podcast and where it's going to Cade. Um, but where does it, where does it, what is the next step for the Deep in the Woods podcast? And this is a great chance for a podcast as a bonus in between to, to reflect and then take the, where we have been now we're at the crossroads, where are we going? Um, so I'm going to start off with some ideas that I've had, and then I'm going to let you guys jump in and see what you think. Cause maybe you, are you the brain trust of this? Ooh, what I'm the brain there trust. You <laughs> You know, we're looking back with deep nostalgia, so or dark nostalgia, <laughs> dark <sorry>. nostalgia. <laughs> um, deep nostalgia. That's the that's whole other thing. <laughs> um, so for me, I've I'm really this past year was a chance for me to really take action into something that I've pushed off for a long time. I'm an idea person, but I never usually put action. And then many people, as I think this is true. So you have to start somewhere and before you get it to go into something else. So that's what this first year was, was really connecting with people I knew well, hiking with and making this podcast around those that I was familiar with. So my goal going forward is to do two couple things, to go on some hikes and podcasts with people I don't know very well uh, and and travel and do some some unique things where it's not just a comfort zone for me mm-hmm. um, to really connect and go outside of those that little world of mine. Um, and to reach out to some other people that, you know, I have connections with that might be open to taking a hike and doing a podcast that are advocates for different things or people that are familiar with, like people who, um, are over hiking clubs or, um, various things. And then one other idea, um, I really have over the last year been thinking about the word sacred, and mm-hmm. part of that is yeah, um, pilgrimages, which a long, long time ago, people would walk on pilgrimages for for religious reasons or for other reasons for because they felt that some this walk was sacred. And mm-hmm. that word has a lot of depth to it. And so I'm thinking of doing um, some specials that are all connected to that word where I interview multiple people on that same word. It'll be a part one, a part two, part three, possibly up to four or five. Are you thinking a hike for those or if it's multiple people, more of a round table again? So I'm going to be doing different hikes or walks. Um, They may not always be in the woods because I want to walk somewhere where they feel is sacred. Ah, okay. So that would be more like a a mini pilgrimage to a place that they thought was something special to them. And because if you guys wanted to go again, it'd be a different opportunity to talk about that same word. Or, you know, Dan, Dan and I have actually talked about this. Uh, maybe going up to his family home in the Adirondacks and doing a walk because that place is sacred to him. Well, yeah, that's um, and so taking a little bit of different approach to how the episodes are chosen. Um, so just, yeah, opening up that bubble or comfort zone where I'm maybe talking to people I don't know as well. And then looking at some words in a greater depth by taking multiple episodes on mm. with different people. So that's what my brain is starting with. What do you guys think? Something that popped into my brain is giving some more after you do the episode of, uh, with your walk around a location. Like you were talking about promoting your area. 
I mean, promoting your podcast stuff a little bit more, why not promote the place as well? Mm, like, hey, like this is the actual like space that Ron maybe like you don't have to do it as like talking on the podcast of what, what's important to them. Uh, but you talk about what's important to them, but maybe talk about afterwards of uh, if you want to do like a small little clip of time about oh yeah well so this is the location of this place and here's some history behind it or here's this and this of what you know why it exists mm. i don't That's know because yeah. if you're everyone's choosing an intentional place and you're finding out why it's important to them yeah. but maybe give them an outline of i could see that like at the end of an episode like bonus after the episode yeah. still in it but for those that are interested to hear more about the place yeah yeah i agree with that <clears throat> yeah i like the idea of um maybe building season two around sacred spaces and having people define and then go to those spaces and then you go with them. Mm -hmm. I, I like that a lot, but I think you'd have to open it up to um, that. It wouldn't be so much nature based, mm -hmm. you know, some people's sacred space might be a museum in yeah, the middle of Atlanta, true. you know, like. What comes to mind for you, Andrew, is doing these type of episodes. Um, being intentional about describing what's going on because if it's an audio and you're at places that are sacred, that are very visual, yeah. you'll have to make yeah, that yeah. come alive to us because those, I mean, that's, I just, I get visuals of that. Yeah. What people are talking about, um, of what it would look like on a video or something. And so being audio format, which is great. Uh, I think you would have to be mindful of, throughout what you normally are already on the even the woods you're describing where we're at what you see and all that you probably have to do that times 10 on a we'll sacred a place it, yeah. yeah it doesn't even like you could slightly change the name of it to be like season two could be like deep in the sacred mm. like that, you know what i mean and you know that could like, work because we were talking about your overarching um brand being the words and woods yeah yeah so yeah for those who um or maybe new to this or have been around for a little bit um, as I'm trying to promote and spread this uh, podcast to others who have not listened to it yet, you know, um, building things like a website or uh, Instagram for people to connect to it more. And one of the ways of doing that is um, by not just putting a podcast out, but having things to go along with it, like uh, poetry or to have um, some some blogs or reviews about the things that we've talked about. So for example, Dan, if we went back and looked at his podcast and we were able to write some articles that go along with some of the topics that we wrote about. So if you wanted to know more information or you mentioned um, some of the pictures about the places um, or to get some videos or pictures of these things, there'll be a place you can go to, to be able to see all of that. I'll so, plug, a, plug a couple of podcasts. I know that do that. There's a podcaster named Payne Lindsay. He's got a number of different podcasts. Um, usually they're like true crime and stuff, but mm -hmm. he has one called Radio Rental, which is like all mysterious, macabre, everything. But he he has an Instagram and he'll be like he kind of like if you want to see pictures from this episode, you can go you can like go to the Instagram and you can put That'd be good. The, yeah. Because uh, they're like some of them are like ghost stories and stuff. And, yeah. And, but right. they'll have like little like well, pictures. It's a good way to kind of force the cross promotion too, because yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. If this is interesting to you and you want to see it, you have to go to our Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I just had this crazy right. thought. You want to make a really popular podcast? Make a true crime podcast. <laughs> and it could be bodies deep in the woods. 
<laughs> so it's a sacred place. Well, like, here's the problem. Yeah. You're a meeting. You talk about meeting new people. And yeah. Like, I don't know what kind of people I'm meeting, but yeah. Yeah, you're like, okay. I hope, why is this place sacred to you? Yeah. Body's you know. buried well, here. It's probably a good Halloween episode, though. Yeah, that would be cool. I'll be the Craigslist ad. Deep in the woods. Deep in the woods. Seminary edition. And I will blog where I do, like, you know, mostly I, I publish long form essays on the blog, right? So. Mostly I get between like, I don't know, like between 30 and sometimes 200 or 300, you know, views on, on, on a post. I have one true crime piece on there. It has over 3000 views. Oh, That's yeah. Like it's like far and away the most popular thing that I posted. On. Yeah. Well, Ryan T. Ryan Thompson has to sneak out. We will finish up a couple things, but yeah. I wanted to say thank you for coming. Yeah, I appreciate it. Sorry, I had to sneak out. I got a birthday to go to. No, no, you're good, and 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 I know. Thank you for helping me with all the other pieces. Yeah, for the things. It's a pleasure meeting you yeah. too. Yeah, good hope to, to see you. you all again. And just do another hike. That Definitely. Was fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna go to Blood Mountain next month, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's been on my list yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah, we can make it's it a great hike. There will be blood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, with it being so cold and slippery, we, they made it. Yeah, that's true. Right, yeah. a true kind of yeah, no. <laughs> right there. All right. Well, Ryan, we'll see you later. All right. Bye. We'll, we'll start to Just finish it up safe. too. Um, so we'll see you. Thank All you. Right. Bye, Ryan. Um, so we'll start to close out here. I know we're probably hitting close to an hour. And oh, hour. we're hour and eleven minutes. Yeah. So at this point. Most people stop listening to podcasts when they're this long. So, um, hey, if you listen to mine, some people make it for an hour and 30 minutes, okay? Come on. Yeah. Um, no, I don't make that long. So we'll start to close out here. But to finish up, what we'll do is finish with a quote. Hey. And I know, Kate, on your podcast, you like to have quotes. Um, your mom. Oh, man. Mom's quote of the day. Yeah. So I'm here going go. to. Uh, Ryan. I mean, Kate picked a uh, <laughs> I didn't a pick quote. this. Uh, the, well, my mom's quote of the day. I'm gonna let you jump. It's in actually there. ironic. My mom said this to me this morning. Whenever I woke up and and was trying to figure out what's kind of going on with my day, then all of a sudden it got sent to me, and I was like, "I'm going and doing this later." I even told my mom that I'm going to butcher the last name. I don't know how to say the last name. I'm sorry, but uh, the quote goes: "The universe is made up of stories, not atoms." By Muriel Rookshear. R U K E Y. S E R. Yeah, good. and it's it's a great quote because, really, in all it. honesty, think it's about so great it. in line with what we're talking about. That's yeah, the that's whole perfect. point of what was so beautiful about it. My, my my mom said that this to me this morning. I go, I have totally the quote for our episode. Yeah, that was perfect. What we're doing, yeah, especially with the story piece and all that. So yeah. that is great. So again, thank you for listening. We're going to finish up here. Uh, thanks for to Kate Ryan, the Ryan, the left. And Dan, uh, for being here and for, again, helping this podcast begin. I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Um, and I'll put a little bit of audio and I'm actually, I'm going to post some things on Instagram. So if you listen, if you want to go there and find it, um, you can find my, put my name in. I'm sure it'll pop up somewhere close to the top. Our words and woods is kind of part of it as well. So I'm going to have some pictures and some music and some different pieces from each of them this week that have some things that they do so you can connect to it. Um, but thank you for listening. And the first episode of the next season should come out in about one month. So in February. So I'll send that information out also then. So thanks again for listening and joining us on Deep in the Woods. Cue music. No. <laughs> Don't forget. I don't know if you're doing this. Wait, 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 wait,